Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the foundation's homeless veteran program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you Amazing. in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. We have to change the way we think. You do. I do. We all do. We're going to talk about that a lot tonight on I'm Right. Remember COVID? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, we're about to talk about Democrats turning you into an enemy of the state again, but I need to explain something before we get into this because it's, it's too hard for a lot of people to accept where we're going. 
you becoming an enemy of the state for what you believe, me becoming an enemy of the state for what I believe. So I want, I want to pause this before we get into Dome making an appearance and everything else. And I want to go back to COVID lockdowns. I don't want to talk about politicians or media people or anything. I'm going to talk to you about the people in your life. When I say enemy of the state, what they're working towards right now, Joe Biden, the media, big tech, they're making you an enemy of the state. What's that look like? What's it look like when you become an enemy of the state? Well, your friends and family members are going to turn you into the government and they're going to think they're the good guys while they do it. So I want you to do something for me before we go into Dome and what she's saying and Biden's saying and everything else. I want you to remember this. I want you to remember during the COVID hysteria what friends, family members, co-workers, neighbors do you have that bought in all the way? Do you have a mom who wouldn't let you visit because your kids weren't vaccinated? No, oh, I know you do. I have tons of emails. Maybe you're the mom and your kids wouldn't visit you because you weren't vaccinated. Brothers wouldn't visit brothers. Co-workers turning each other in. Any of this sounding familiar? Oh, I know you have someone like this in your life. We all do. You understand that human being is going to turn you into the government one day, right? And maybe right now, maybe right now you're saying to yourself, no, Jesse, that was different. That was different. They were scared. They were scared. Yes, yes. That brings me right here to where we're going. You're right. They were scared. Why do you think past communists have turned family members into the government? They were scared. They are going to be made to be afraid by the politicians, by the media, by the public health experts. Why was your mom so scared she wouldn't let you visit? The politicians were telling her, oh my gosh, millions will die. She turned on the news and the media told her millions will die. She might die any moment, she might just fall over dead. The public health officials all lined up and told her she's going to die. And what did they do? They made her afraid, afraid enough to cut you off. No, I just mentioned the media and public health people and politicians. What are they currently saying about you? Oh, they've moved on from COVID. What are they currently doing? It's all over the news. Everywhere you look, democracy, democracy, threat to democracy, this is a danger to democracy, a threat to democracy. They're all over the news, ramping up that same fear. That mom who wouldn't let you visit during COVID, they're gonna make her afraid of your guns and she's gonna turn you into the FBI one day. I hope you understand that. And this is something they're, they're openly pushing for now. Dome finally came out of hiding. We get to see her about once every, few months, pops her head up, <laughs> quit. Anyway, pops her head up, does an interview. Here she is talking about, well, pretty much ending the United States. And you know, for me, as vice president, I'm also president of the Senate. And, um, <laughs> and in our first year in office, um, some of the historians here may know, I actually broke John Adams' record of casting the most tie-breaking votes in a single term. <laughs> How about that? 
about that. And so, that being the case, I cannot wait to cast the deciding vote to break the filibuster on voting rights and reproductive rights. I cannot wait. Oh, that voice is difficult, difficult to hear. You understand what she just said, right? The vote to break the filibuster? You know you need 60 votes to pass a law in this country, 60 votes in the Senate, unless you're going to end the filibuster and then you only need 51. They're going to pass an abortion bill with her tiebreaker vote? You know if they go that route, they'll do that with every single issue and solidify everything, right? And they're doing this. They're getting more and more radical, more and more intense, all the while making you out to be the enemy. In fact, not just you, it goes beyond you. Anyone, any institution that even slightly threatens their ability to go full communism in this country, they're all now being attacked relentlessly. You do remember when we had an assassin fly from California to kill Brett Kavanaugh, right? An armed assassin. Had his sister not convinced him to turn himself into the cops, there's a chance Brett Kavanaugh is dead. And right now on tonight's show, we're talking about the new Senate confirmation hearing for Joe Biden's new justice. That's real. That happened. Well, they're not stopping. These people aren't stopping attacking the Supreme Court, which they view as the final firewall for so much of what they want to do. How much confidence do you have in the Supreme Court? I think this is an activist court. An activist court? Any court that doesn't stand up and legitimize all the insane things these people do? They're activists. They're crazy. MAGA. They're extreme, a danger to democracy. So how's that end up working out in the end? Well, here's how it works out in the end. Either a Supreme Court justice gets killed or seriously hurt, and or the Supreme Court justices, remember they're flesh and blood human beings, just like you, just like me. They have husbands, they have wives. They have children who want to go off to school, get a career one day. Eventually, they get broken down and afraid for their safety and their children's safety, and eventually they just lay down and let it happen. The government has already signaled to them their security isn't worth anything. This is all being done on purpose. And this is the point, this is the point where people on the right have traditionally done this. We need to get back to the Constitution. We need the Constitution. If the, the Constitution... Now, I love the Constitution as much as any man on the planet. I thank God that I live in a country that had a Constitution like that, that limited the government. But do understand, when we talk about the Constitution, if they're not interested in it, then it's already gone. A law, the Constitution is just a piece of paper. Either you agree to live within its rules, or you don't agree, and that point it becomes null and void. And the Democrats to this day, I actually give them credit for this, they're taking the mask off slowly about caring about the Constitution, or that's not constitutional. They're just pretty much openly calling it a mistake. We have to look at the way that the electoral 
uh, system itself is vulnerable to yep. strategic bad faith actors like Donald Trump. The Electoral College is an accident waiting to happen, and we have to deal with that at some point in American history. And uh, why not now? An accident waiting to happen? Oh, they're going to deal with it. Which brings me to one more thing. I made a prediction last week as I saw, I noticed something. And you'll start noticing these things, too, if you aren't already. I noticed a consistent message going out from various Democrats. You'll see this a lot because they always work together. I noticed Elizabeth Warren, almost randomly, she came out and she said, it is time for these credit card companies to start flagging gun purchases. Can't do that, by the way. It's complete, complete violation of privacy. Flag gun purchases and tell the government about it. You can't do that. But they're going to. And then I noticed New York Governor Kathy Hochul came out. And it was almost cut and paste, the exact same thing. We need these credit card companies to start flagging gun purchases. All this took place last week. And I said, I came on the air and I said, they're going to use the government corporation, the government corporate partnership to create the gun registry they've never been able to pass nationally. The credit card companies will bow. They're all run by communists now. They will bow and do this. Oh, surprise, surprise, Visa came out on Saturday and said they intend to start separating out these gun purchases and tracking them. They will, of course, do what, what places like Bank of America have done and hand that information over to the government the second the government asks. Why is that a big deal? Well. You should probably pay attention when Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden talk like this. No amendment is absolute. You can't falsely scream fire in a crowded theater. Second Amendment's not absolute. When it was passed, you couldn't own a you couldn't own a cannon. Again, you could own a cannon, but that doesn't matter. Do keep in mind as they continue to surround you culturally and make you an enemy of the state. They are very, very, very conscious of the fact that you are armed. It drives them insane, and they're going to try to find a way to solve that problem. They will. Time to wake up. Start pressing your state senators, the state House members, not Congress. Congress sucks. Start getting your state government to get much more aggressive with this stuff and fortifying itself. All that may have made you uncomfortable. But I am right. One of the better thinkers we have on our side, Aaron McIntyre, is going to join us in just a second. We're going to talk about how we have to change our way of thinking. Before we get to Aaron, let's get to the crappy air you're breathing in your house. I'm, I'm not insulting your home. I'm sure your home is clean. But homes have smells. They have humans, cooking, pets. Maybe you're still burning heaters in there. Homes get mold and viruses in the air. It's just how they work. Eden Pure Thunderstorm will solve that problem for you. It doesn't cover up the odors in your air. It takes them out of the air. It cleans your air out. It fixed my allergies. It kills viruses and mold. Go. They have a three-pack for sale for my viewers. EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE gets you a three-pack for $200 off. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. 
Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. It's hard to change mentalities. It takes time. Sometimes it's impossible. But we have to change on the right. I'm 41 years old. My entire life, looking back on it now, well, entire life politically whenever I got involved, what conservatism has been is pointing out the hypocrisy of the communist. It's always the, 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 the hypocrisy. Can you imagine if the, if the right did this? That has gotten us nowhere. You're, you're assigning your value system to them, and they don't have your value system at all. They don't care about being labeled hypocrites. We have to become smarter and better. And one of the people I've discovered out there, sharp as can be, that is much better at this than the traditional GOP, as Aaron McIntyre, his Substack is outstanding. It's called The Total State. He also was on YouTube. Highly recommend uh, checking that out before he gets banned, which I'm sure is coming. Aaron, okay, there's some nut job named Nina Turner. She talked about reparations. I expect people to care who she is, nor does it matter. But that prompted you to go on a lengthy discussion about the right. You take it away, they're your thoughts, not mine. Well, absolutely. She, Nina is uh, a senior fellow at some kind of institute that's about race and power, and she loves to tweet about uh, reparations. She does it all the time. And of course, conservatives look at this kind of rhetoric and they say, oh, this is ridiculous. This, is, this makes no sense. It's not logical. It doesn't work. But of course, that's the opposite of true. Actually, this rhetoric is very powerful. It's very effective. And this is why the left beats the right all the time in this kind of contest, because the left understands that this is not a discussion about the minutia, the details. They understand that this is about power, at, uh, acquiring power, maintaining power, setting the tone and the tenor of the discussion, setting the topics of the discussion. And so Nina doesn't care if conservatives come back with all the little things about why reparations aren't possible. Nina probably doesn't even care if at the end of the day, individual people get cut reparations checks because she understands that the real key is making sure that people are talking about what she wants them to talk about. And by asking the big ask, asking for the big things, anchoring the discussion in her territory, she knows at the end of the day, she's winning. Yeah, playing the left's game on the left's field with the left's referees enforcing the left's rules all the time. I complain about that all the time. Why don't we do it? Why doesn't the Overton window ever shift back our way? Why isn't there a gigantic GOP bill sailing through the House, or at least in committee right now, that deals with every issue we care about, from guns to abortion to taxes in the border? Ask for it all, maybe you get a little. Why don't we have that mentality? What's wrong with us? 
Well, there are a bunch of different reasons, but one of them is that the right is thinking about governance, why, again, the left is thinking about the acquisition of power. And so while the right is thinking about the practical nuts and bolts of how something gets done and how much is going to get spent on it and how you're going to justify that, all these different things, the left understands that what they want to do is make those big asks, those big uh, moves. And then if they end up getting met halfway, it's still a big victory. The right still has this problem. Whenever you hear people on the right start to use uh, you know, uh, more bombastic language to ask for bigger things, the people on the right get scared. No, no, no. We have to play it safe. Politics is the art of the possible. You have to make sure to, to make reasonable requests of the people. But that's not what Nina's doing. She's making the big ask. And then when she gets most of what she wants, but not all of it, does she celebrate that? No, she complains, right? Because at the end of the day, she knows she needs to drive the conversation even further her direction. She's setting up a patronage network. She knows that individual people are not going to get checks for reparations, but guess who are going to get checks? The government organizations that are aligned with her, the government programs, the NGOs that are going to service the people that she expects to vote for her, vote for her policies, vote for the people that she wants and keep them in power. One of the things the right loves to talk about, and they love to talk about this, is the Constitution. The Constitution? It's not constitutional. The Constitution, they, they love it as if it's some kind of paper shield that will protect them from the communists in any way. You have a great piece up on the total state right now about how they just simply worked around it or frankly worked through it sometimes. Explain. Well, the problem that we have when we look at our Constitution is that many people in America thought that basically because we've set up kind of this perfect document and we've kind of exalted that document as something that will do all the work for us, we were very smart. We took human nature into account. We created this beautiful system. And don't get me wrong, there are many great things, of course, about the American Constitution. But because we put all the weight on the Constitution itself, it was very easy for the left to move around to exploit the system to uh, to get around those protections. We thought that by simply setting up the mechanisms of you know dividing the branches, you know separation of powers, interest will check interest. We thought that would keep our country safe and it would keep our values uh, always kind of on top. But of course, that's not what happens because a nation is not just a piece of paper. A nation is something much more. It's a culture. It's a people. It's a history. It's a tradition. And if we don't practice those things, if we don't keep those things in the forefront, then the words on the paper can be subverted piece by piece, bit by bit, to mean whatever the people who are in charge want them to mean. And so while we were busy, you know, leaning on the Constitution to kind of keep our way of life uh, in, you know, uh, constantly uh, and a constant to protect our way of life, the left were busy changing the meaning of those words, changing the fundamental nature of the United States, and that allowed them to get around those protections that we expected to kind of last forever. Aaron, I'm constantly being told this by people on the right. I see it all the time. It's just, it's one of the things that makes me want to jump off a building when I hear people talk about how they're the silent majority. We're the silent majority. The numbers are with us. We're the silent majority. And I look and I see the leaders of every single cultural institution being a complete anti-American, frankly communist piece of trash who's waging war on the country, and we're down here with no power at all claiming to be the silent majority. Is that what got us? Did we think that numbers actually matter? Because that, that way of thinking drives me nuts. 
Yeah, that is a huge problem. You hear this all the time, especially on the right. Well, that's just not what the majority of people believe. That's just not what, where this country is. Well, that's not what matters. Whether we like it or not, countries are dominated. They are run by organized minorities. It is the organized elite that will always have control over a country. Unfortunately, because again, uh, the kind of the nature of our constitution, we told ourselves that we had gotten away from that truth. That no, in America, it is always the people who are in charge. But unfortunately, that's just never going to be the case. You have to have people who care about your values, who are in power, who will protect you, protect your interests, protect your culture, and care about what America is. And because we were always under the impression that the government would have to be informed by popular opinion, we always kind of warmed ourselves. You know, we had the, the security blanket of at the end of the day, the average person, the normal person doesn't think like this. Well, that's great, but the average person isn't in power. They aren't the people who are holding the keys to our institutions. They aren't the people who are making the rules. And as long as that's the case, just thinking that eventually at some point we're gonna get this snapback where the American people will, will come back to the the polls and, and change everything through the voting booth, we can see through the things that our government is doing right now that they are closing even those off ramps to, to, to kind of what's happening right now. And so I think that unfortunately that did end up being that kind of that security blanket that, that let us sleep on the fact that many people who hated us were now in control of the organs of power in the United States. The elites in this society, it's not just that they're corrupt. I mean, elites in, or in general are corrupt at some level anyway. It's that now the corruption is out in the open, it's naked, and they almost seem to enjoy rubbing our faces in it. I, I go back to the COVID stuff. I mean, we, I, there was all this complaining about how they're, they're hypocrites, of course, that's what we called them when they violated the COVID rules they gave to everyone else. But it wasn't really that. They just seemed to take a real joy in letting the peasants know there are two different systems of justice in this country and they're not subject to any of them. Yeah, that's right. The the uh, like you talked about in that Substack piece that I had, one of the things that was supposed to keep the growth of our government in check was the were these competing spheres of power. The fact that uh, you know our society used to have many different things that the people were dedicated to. They were dedicated to family. They were de dedicated to church. They were dedicated to community. And all these different organizations had to be kind of negotiated with if the government wanted to do anything. But kind of with the with the uh, introduction of truly mass democracy, the manipulation of the public became the key thing that people used to kind of control the United States. And it broke down all those different uh, social spheres that our government used to have to compete with. And now the people in charge are so used to being able to manipulate the public, change the rules, change the definitions at a moment's notice, they're getting really sloppy with it. They feel very secure in many ways in their power, but at the same time, they also feel a little bit exposed because of the fact that it is so naked. And so they're kind of walking this tightrope wire where they, in what one sense, feel more powerful than they've ever felt before. But they do feel, I think, a little uncomfortable being exposed in this way. And I think this is why we're seeing them take kind of this clumsy authoritarian track. They want to look like an aristocracy, but they don't know how to look like an aristocracy. They don't know how to rule out in the open. And so they have this really ugly manifestation of this where they have this two-tiered justice system and they look down and sneer on the people who they are see as below themselves. Aaron, his substack is the total state. Go check it out. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, man. I really love it.
told you. We need that kind of mentality. We have to look at things a different way. And that gets difficult. So we've done things one way for so long. That's what we know, right? It's tough to, tough to all of a sudden unknow. I don't think that's a word. Unknow something you know. We have to do it, though. We have to get there. We'll never be able to take these people on. All right, we're not done yet. We're going to talk a little bit about elections and more. Still on the Jesse Kelly Show, or, or on I'm Right. But I want to talk about this real quick. Putting your money where your morals are. We talk about it a lot. And I'll be honest with you, yesterday was Sunday. I missed the NFL. I missed watching it. I didn't do it. I won't do it. But I missed it. And it sucks that we have to be so purposeful with even entertainment choices, right? So we have to, when we have opportunities in front of us to put our money where our morals are, we have to take advantage of them. Health insurance is maybe the easiest one. Because basically all these, well not all, but most of these companies are horrible. They hate you. And we have one share health out there. They love you. It's a faith-based insurance company. Their values are your values. It's right there. Go, switch your insurance. They have everything you need. Vision, dental, telehealth, great coverage, amazing prices. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, promo code Jesse Kelly. That'll get you 75 bucks off, all right? We'll be back. on Twitter? If you are, you'll notice something. They have a new tab on Twitter. And if you're not, just know it's a social media site. It's big now. You'll notice they have a U.S. elections tab. Well, that's good, right? Get people more informed out there. Except if you click on that elections tab and travel down that rabbit hole, you'll see nothing but Democrat talking points and Democrat agendas. This goes to my point. It's not about Twitter. It's that Democrat agenda items, Democrat politics, communist politics, let's be frank, it's that they're now ingrained in every part of our society, in the leadership of every part of our society, and I don't know how we go about overcoming something like that. Figured I'd ask my friend Lee Smith about this author of the book, The Permanent Coup and the Plot Against the President, Lee. Oh, and the strong horse, by the way. Lee, um, how do we go about overcoming that... It's not some crazy hippie on the street corner. It's the heads of corporations. It's the administrative state. It's the politicians. It's the, all the professors. It's all the leaders of our cultural institutions. They're all nutballs now. How do you deal with that as a republic? Because, Jesse, I have faith in the good sense of the American people and everything from looking at uh, from soaring crime rates to... Uh, uh, higher rates at the gas pump to more expensive food and also people just hearing the nonsense coming from the mouths of Democratic Party leaders and, as you say, the co corporate elites, academic elites. I think that uh, the majority of Americans have the good sense to dismiss it. And I think that we've, we've probably tipped over the edge at this point or I, I think even lots of people on the, on the, let's say, center left and independents saw what was going on in public schools during the, uh, or not going on in public schools during the COVID lockdowns. Then when they returned, seeing the stuff going on with critical race theory and trans ideology, I think a lot of Americans are looking and saying, who are the nuts who are running our country into the ground? Lee, one of the things they're going to do is a lot of election integrity things. Should I put it that way? Leading up to the midterms in 2024. 
They're going to make fun of anyone who thinks there was anything shady happening in 2020. They're going to cause these people to be pariahs in society, or at least attempt that. Have you seen a lot of election meddling from them? No, but I have a plan. And that is that I think Republicans should take advantage of the 2022 elections and cheat in every possible way, in every possible election across the country. Just make it rampant. Put people in front of uh, uh, election polling places, um, arm them with guns, make them check for their voter registration. If they vote Democrat, don't let them in or, or force them at gunpoint to vote Republican. And if they don't, um, you know, and, and then what happens with when the election results come in, when Democrats start complaining, it's like, I don't know, you guys sound an awful lot like insurrectionists to me. We're pretty certain that this was the cleanest, most transparent election in American election history. So I, I think it's a perfect opportunity, but I know a lot of Republican leaders are not gonna, are not going to um, follow on what I, what I like to call, with your permission, the Smith-Kelly program for 2022. So given that they're probably not going to buy into this, I think that there are other things as um, as the pro-America faction of the United States of America that we can be doing, which is warning people, advising people the different things that are going on and the different ways that they are looking to um, to tilt the scales on behalf of the lunatics who are now in charge of the White House. Has the GOP done anything anything to prevent uh, part two? Yeah, no, and, and we know because the main focus right now is on the former president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. And while there are some Republican officials, uh, a smattering of Republican officials who have objected to this insane, uh, unconstitutional, uh, illegal raid on the house of the home of a former president. Lots of them are just sitting on their hands because they're terrified that they're going to be labeled insurrectionists as well. Um, you know, the, I mean, these are creeps who live inside the beltway. So uh, again, Washington man is man as is, is man born without a, a backbone. So a lot of these people are not going to, uh, are not gonna be standing up, but again, I, I do believe that Americans around the country see what's happening. They understand what's going on. Lee, what's the real reason they raided Donald Trump? I, I, I know it wasn't about crimes, all right? These people yeah. don't, they're all criminals. They don't care about crimes. I know there's a reason. I have my own theories. What's yours? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I did a piece for Tablet Magazine about a, a couple weeks ago now. And, you know, I, I had originally thought that a lot of that was mostly about looking for January 6th stuff, looking for any sorts of garbage they could to tie Donald Trump to January 6th uh, so-called crimes and indict him for that. But looking at the timeline, it seems pretty clear to me that they're, they were looking for Russiagate stuff. Uh, whether or not Donald Trump actually had those at Mar-a-Lago, we, we don't know. But that's my sense, looking at the timeline of how this moved and what they acted on, that's what I think that they were looking for. Russiagate stuff? What? Yeah. what? What kind of Russiagate stuff? Yeah, I think they were looking for different documents. Remember this whole thing, uh, it goes back to the end of Donald Trump's term when he declassified all these different documents exposing FBI and DOJ abuses conducted during the FBI's illegal investigation of the Trump campaign transition team and then White House. Um, Trump declassified all of these, then uh, 
White House aides foolishly handed them back to the DOJ, but it looks to me like DOJ and FBI suspected that um, that the former president may have kept copies of these documents and that he would look to expose their crimes and abuses. Okay, Lee, then game this out for me because you're so good at this. They're going to have to eventually admit what they took, right? You, I know we're playing this special master game right now. We have the media leaks here and media leaks there. But at some point in time, when you raid the former president's home, you're going to have to say why. What's their plan to lie out of that one? I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, you and I uh, would both like to believe that at a certain point, the truth will have to come out. And I believe the truth will eventually come out. But whether it will come out in the next couple months, before the election or after the election or sometime with the next Republican White House, I don't know. I mean, these people have kept wraps on look, with the complicity of the media. These people have been able to keep uh, keep a lid on a whole bunch of crimes and abuses. The prospect that they could keep a lid on this one, too, as disgusting as it is, it wouldn't surprise me. But again, I believe that the truth will eventually come out. And I don't believe in the thing that justice uh, delay, delayed is justice denied. I, I, I believe that revenge is a dish best served cold. So when they're, la- when they're least looking for it, the different people who have turned this country upside down for, uh, on, on behalf of, of crooks and creeps, like uh, like Hillary Clinton, like Barack Obama, whose security services were responsible for running Russiagate. This is often forgotten, right? Hillary Clinton is a culprit at the center of it. But the FBI and the DOJ and the CIA and the people who were involved in the initial operation against Donald Trump were all employed by Barack Obama. So I do believe the truth will eventually come out, whether this is going to come out with John Durham's investigation, whether it will come out thanks to this special master who looks like will be appointed now. Hard to say, but I, I, I do believe we'll eventually get to the bottom of it. People do not realize the damage Barack Obama did to this country. Lee Smith, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jesse. See you soon. I appreciate you. See ya. We talked earlier in the show about the credit card companies and guns. You remember that? We talked about the government. They're going to ask the credit card companies to register your guns for you with the government. They are. They'll, they'll flag them. They'll separate them. They'll, of course, start out by saying, no, 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 we won't share it. But of course they'll share it. They have a long history of doing these things. And are you starting to see where this goes? Maybe right now you're saying, well, I'll just pay cash. Do you think they're going to allow that too? They're already talking about a cashless society. Now, that brings me back to a point I've made about a thousand times on the show. What do you have that isn't a Visa card and isn't cash that will allow you to purchase goods and services for yourself and your family? What do you have in your physical possession? Get some gold from Oxford Gold Group. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. Do you think they'll accept gold coins for a gun? I think just maybe they will. 833 833- 995 gold it doesn't matter how many registries they create how much cash they ban you can always have the ability to buy something 833-995 gold tell them jesse told you to call they'll take good care of you we'll be back would you call
call the border secure? The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border. What? Joining me now, Dr. Kevin Roberts, of course, president of the Great Heritage Foundation. Doctor, I have a question. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, this whole regime, they tell the biggest whoppers I've ever seen. All politicians lie, both sides, I get that. But they tell easily verifiable lies all the time. Do they do this because they're uniquely dishonest or our system is now corrupted to the point where truth just doesn't matter at all? Well, it's, it's both, right? And, and, and I mean this very seriously, Jesse. I, as a student of history, of, of American political history, I know that politicians been the truth, politicians on both sides. I have never seen anything. I'm not aware of any administration that is as dishonest as the Biden-Harris regime. They know they can get away with it. The reason they can get away with it, to your second point, is that Americans are sort of desensitized to this whole thing. It, it seems as if, as if what we do is just assume that anything you're going to hear in terms of political analysis is either going to be dishonest or really biased toward the fact are both. And I think that's one of the frustrations that everyday Americans feel is that they don't know who to trust, including the president and vice president of the United States. Well, I would argue, maybe you disagree with me, that's a very good thing. I think if we can get the average American to sit down and turn on the news and automatically assume everything he or she sees is a lie, I think that's a positive development. I don't like that we're here, but I think that's the obvious next step. No, it's, I don't disagree with you. I'm saying that it would be nice if we could get back to the point just in, in everyday life where we appreciate these kinds of things that, 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 that people, in fact, if they're talking to you about politics, are more honest than they are dishonest. It reminds me 20 years ago when my wife told me she was watching the Dan Rather you know, report the quote-unquote news, and she realized it was a light bulb moment. She turned to me and she said, Kevin, Dan Rather has been lying to us? I said, yeah, for decades. So to your point, the more people who recognize that, the better. And I think ultimately what's going to happen is there will emerge over the next few or several years a, a just a, a hunger, this tremendous appetite by Americans for honesty. I hope, boy, I hope that's the case. All right, speaking of slow creeping things, the ever creeping LGBTQ endless activism in this country, I see this clear as day, the next step is going to be pedophilia in the open pedophilia people say that's crazy look they're already saying it stop coming out you're allowed to label not like that what? stop this Diego. Yeah, we're not going to call them that we're going to call them max no. minor attracted persons no. so don't judge people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old uh, i know that's unbelievable doctor but i i, I keep hearing this stuff out there a college professor here, an article there, a teacher here. And people think I'm nuts when I say this. I see this as the next thing coming and coming very soon. It is disgusting and you're also right. And one of the things it reminds me of is, is as you may know, I'm a recovering academic. I left higher ed voluntarily after a few years because what I kept seeing in my department, which was history, which should just be about the facts, right, was just the, the insidious and persistent seeping into our job, which was teaching history, that kind of radical agenda. And so I mentioned that, Jesse, to emphasize you're spot on. 
when you hear bits and pieces of the desensitization as, as, as that lady is doing of that kind of disgusting evil practice, it is the left trying to get us to change our opinion on it. It's what they've done with gender dysphoria. It's what they did with the same sex med marriage prior to that. This is how they operate. The only way to deal with these people, the radical leftist is to stop them in their tracks. And that's what we try to do every day at Heritage. Doctor, I appreciate what you do. Come back soon. Thanks for having me. Take care. Good. All right. Now, we still have, don't worry. Don't worry. We still have light in the mood. Before we get to that, let's get to this. That timeshare you're stuck in, you want out of it. You know you're not actually stuck in it, right? I know they're telling you you are. I know you've called, emailed, ah, I want out. And they're telling you, no, no, sorry, read the fine print. No, you, you can't get out. Lone Star Transfer will get you out. Well, 99% chance they'll get you out. They guarantee they'll get you out. They guarantee it in writing and in a specific time frame. You are not stuck in that timeshare. Make one phone call, one phone call, and finally be free of that tag on thing. 844-310-2646, 844-310-2646, or go to LoneStarTransfer.com. You know what's fun? What's always been fun? It always will be fun? Making fun of the Clintons. Making fun of Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. They're just such awful people. Just the worst people that when you make fun of them, it actually makes you feel good. That's what's so beautiful about it. We'll get to that in a second. Before we get to that, let's get to this. Let's get to your health and my health. Let's get to the fact that our medical institutions aren't exactly the most trustworthy anymore. If you have a doctor you like and trust, you really should understand how blessed you are. That's not the norm. We've been looking for a family doctor now for three years. It's very hard to find. Got to take more ownership of our own health now. Got to work out more. Got to go get a male vitality stack from Chalk, fellas. 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days. How's that sound? Ladies, female vitality stack. Everyone ready to lose fat with natural herbal supplements? Feel better, sleep better, whatever supplement you want. They have endless there. Go to choq.com, promo code Jesse. All right? Go get yourself a male vitality stack, female vitality stack. Now let's get a Hillary for a light in the mood. And I'm sorry, there are lots of things about this that make this funny, but the funniest part of this was Hillary Clinton in poor physical health. It was one of those things everyone paying attention knew in the 2016 election. We were all, we could all see it. She would do these weird head motions. She was always falling down somewhere. And yet the media, not only, they didn't refuse to cover it, they covered it up. I will never forget the day the video dropped online. This is the video that we're about to show you here. The video of Hillary Clinton clearly passed out on her feet, getting chucked in the back of a van like an old love seat.
We don't have a media, do we? Anyway, it's still funny. All right, see you tomorrow. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the foundation's homeless veteran program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone. Testosterone fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code Jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life. Choq.com code Jesse. Limited time offer. Subscription cancelable at any time. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.